Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from President Donald Trump podcast. Steve Cypress here along with my one and only co-host, the wonderful, incredibly, he's a great guy, really believe me, Everett Farnell. You know, I appreciate you saying that, Steve, but I got to tell you, tremendous man. You are a tremendous person, and this is a tremendous podcast. It's really amazing what we're doing. Well, here. you're a great guy. You love Cypress. You love Cypress. You're a great guy. Terrific. <laughs> really a terrific guy. You love Cypress. That reminds me of Indiana. And, uh, yes. and and then we won Wisconsin. And uh, okay, anyway, so get to the point. Like right now, we're in. Uh, it's like been two weeks of the Trump turn. Uh, earlier, by the time we're recording this, about that, if you're listening to it right when this goes live, and like holy cremoli, the world cannot believe that Washington D.C. actual action can be taking place. Like any one thing that he does, he does about three things a day, and any one of them is something that. Any other president would take a whole week to do just one of the things. Second of all, since Congress, I mean, by now, by the time you're listening, I'm sure they've approved more of his assistants and advisors, cabinet, whatever you call them, and they have to all hire 100 people each and whatever. But right now, he's pretty much doing it all himself, and it's even more amazing he's taking all this action, and he's being very Trumpian about it, being very controversial. And that's the subject of this week's podcast is about the most, now by the time you listen to this, it probably won't be, but as we're recording this, about the most controversial thing he's done since he's been in office is this temporary pause on travel restrictions on foreign people entering the country, whatever. They've set off all these. Finally, there's actually something to protest about. They've stopped all the nonsense about the Russians are hacking into James Comey or whatever, and they're really actually now talking about policy, and they're going at him full bore, and in pure Trump fashion, he just sits there completely unfazed by the whole thing and says, yeah, that's what we got to do. Now, how could that possibly relate to a small business owner, since I don't see a small business owner banning people from traveling to your town and therefore having people protesting all over your business about what a racist you are. So, Everett, how does this translate to what a small business owner should do? Well, because whether you agree with the ban or not, and I don't want to get into that because, you know, we do decidedly try and stay away from uh, political opinions on the show, but whether you agree with the ban or not, what Trump is doing is he is taking action that he believes is protecting the country. And just like Trump, the CEO of America, is our CEO of the United States, is protecting his country, every business owner has to ruthlessly protect their business. So when the local, and this might be a mindset as much as it is actual action, but every business owner has to resist the idea from the local community that the purpose for the, the purpose of their existence is to get jobs and to create better economics in the community. No, the purpose of the business is to create profit for the owner, period. The purpose of the business is not to serve the customers. 
serving the customers as a means to an end, which is to create profit for the owner. The purpose of the business is not to indulge the employees. The employees are there to be profitable for the owner. It, it, I got it. it. So this is like everyone yeah. saying like, oh, America, our values, uh, you know, we, we're to bring us your huddled masses. Like we're the country that takes everybody in and we have to do good for the world. And, you know, I, I don't. I haven't read the whole thing in a while, but I don't remember seeing that in the Constitution that this country was founded so that we can take in everybody and be the do-goody-gooders, even though there's people that want to come in and kill us. Right. Well, and that's exactly it. And the business owners have to remember that their business is there for a purpose. And that purpose is to make them money and, and specifically to make them rich if that is their desire, if that's the business owner's desire. But the business owner determines what the purpose of the business is, to provide them a living, to make them rich, to give them free time while they're still paying their bills. Whatever that purpose is, that's what the purpose of the business is. It's the owner's desire is to, uh, is to extend the owner's desire. And anybody in anything that is in contrary to what the owner wants to do has got to be ruthlessly fought against, whether it's simply keeping in mind for the business owner to keep things in mind or whether it's actually firing people and forcing uh, uh, employees and getting rid of clients or customers who don't fall in line with the purpose of the business. Well, now you're talking about this thing where since Congress is typically slow acting and slow rolling the whole thing, the, his opposition has pretty much no power. And so all they can do is slow him down and not give him his cabinet so they don't approve his own attorney general. So this Obama assistant attorney general who's hanging around for some <laughs> bizarre reason, I don't know why these people are even sitting there, comes out in the news and goes, yeah, nah, I'm not going to back Trump up on this. No, ki- first of all, no kidding. Like, but why is she even there? Like, and within like milliseconds, Trump is like, "You're fired. Like, right? You're out. Good, good. Get lost, and I'll put my own person in already." So that's what you're talking Which, about. In your business is as soon as employees think, you know, oh well, you know, and I, I've had this. I, I've had it many, many, many times over in clients' businesses over the last thirty years. Is employees sabotaging the business, specifically sabotaging the marketing of the business? So. The owner puts out an offer, and then the phone rings, and the receptionist answers the phone and refuses to talk about the price increase and gives a break to somebody, or refuses to say, yeah, but that deadline was yesterday, and they still let them get it today. Or they say things like, yeah, it's not really that good a bit. Or, you know, like you ask the, you go to a restaurant and you ask the waiter, well, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Could you imagine if they said to you, nothing, really? You know, I don't yeah, like anything. Yeah, no, really. That's what he happened talks. to Trump. He had this his own person going like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't think what he did is right. Like, you're fired. Get out. You're fired. Get out. Like, yeah, yeah. And then and you have the, the way, government like, never... well, you know, she's a hero. She's doing her job. She's standing up to him. If you're thinking that in your business, that your waiter's being a hero by telling people when they ask what fish is good today, and he says, frankly, i got to tell you, none of it is fresh. It's no good. Or you actually shouldn't get the, the fish. You should buy a $2 sandwich instead. And I refuse to upsell desserts because, you know, uh, people are broke and economy's tough. And if you have employees that think they know better about how to run your business and the goals of your business than you do, and somehow that's what it exists for, then they got to go. They got to go. They got to get out of there quick. Yeah, I love it because nobody, because government doesn't work like that, right? You, you don't get fired for doing, you, you, you come in and you have a discussion and, and you negotiate something and you figure out and a way that you can put on, uh, on a put on notice. Yeah, but, but not, not with Trump as president. With it Trump gets as president, duly get noted into your record. 
I mean, I worked yeah. at a big corporation once. It was a. I was like, what does somebody have to do here to get fired? Like, right. they get put on notice. They get threatened. It'll. It, they'll write them up. It'll go on their rec. I'm like, you can't see. I come from the small business world. Somebody, a, a two week. No, I can't. Un, I can't believe two week notice. Now, there's sometimes if somebody's in a in a supportive administrative type of role where you'd like them to kind of train the new person on the filing. I can see a two-week notice, but if anyone's in, in any customer-touching area of your business and you're allowing them to give two-week notice and to stay and to interact with your customers, whether providing <laughs> an service, doing sales, I mean, you're a lunatic. You're committing yeah. business suicide. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just like Trump, you know, back, you. it's Goodbye. one thing with this employee of his that says, I'm not going to do my job, but the whole idea that he should not be signing an order that says, wait a minute, we need to figure out how to better do this whole intake of foreigner system here and so you know when I drive down the road I mean I live for 15 years in Chicago and they joke about how there's only two seasons in Chicago there's construction and non-construction so anytime right. the weather's nice out you know you can't drive on the highways everything's jammed and lanes are closed and, whatever, and everyone complains this is horrible it's an inconvenience but nobody says I would rather have the roads just crumble and disintegrate. I never want anything improved. And yet that's what you're hearing now is like Trump says, we're going to pause our whole immigration thing for 30 days, 90 days, whatever, while we figure this thing out. And of course, everyone's going to complain. I don't like the traffic. I don't like the construction. It all sucks. Right. But everyone's going to want the shiny, better thing when it's done. Right. Well, and, and uh, that's really what we're talking about here is, unfortunately, there are forces in the world that act like children. And that's whether you're a business owner or whether you're the president. There are forces in the world who can't see past the tip of their nose, as my dear old mother used to say. And they would, uh, they'd rather uh, get something now. They rather, they want what they want now, and they'll throw a tantrum if they can't get it. And that's employees, that's customers, and that's people outside of your business. And, and you just have to realize that you're just going to have to cut those people out and do your thing. And at the end of the day, everything is going to be better for it. You have got to make your decision, protect your business, protect your decisions. And that doesn't mean that you don't take input from other people, but it does mean that once you've made a decision, everybody's on board or the people who aren't on board are gone. All right. So to sum it all up, because we're beating a dead horse and I can feel my blood boiling over the thing. If you are a small business owner, and you're being battered by anyone who's not you, who's not an owner of the business, trying to tell you why your business exists or it should be for the employee's benefit or the customer's benefit or the community's benefit or, God forbid, for the environment's benefit or for the world's benefit. Or Yeah, those are all great things, and they're all secondary. None of them can exist if the business doesn't exist for its own benefit. So we have an advanced right. tip, as we always do, and even if you're struggling with this issue and you really feel like you're getting pounded on and you need some help, Go to Lessons Learned from DonaldTrump.com. You'll see the contact information for Everett and for me. You can schedule a call. We'll get on the phone. We'll share the advanced tip, which is a, an excellent one this week, and we'll help you to get through whatever situation you're going through, whether it's this week's podcast or any other episode. That's what we're here for is to help you grow the business. We hope you enjoy the podcast that way, and we look forward to the contact with you when you go to Lessons Learned from DonaldTrump.com. Anything else on this subject, Everett? I think that'll do it. We will see you back here next week. Cheers. And that is it. I kind of like the fact that we waste the first 10 or 15 minutes talking, and then we're under the gun to get this thing done in 10 minutes, so we do. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's good because I think the 10-minute <laughs> number is better for the listeners. Yeah, it is, and for us. I mean, I don't, yeah. you know...
why are we droning on like here's the, and plus you know when if we do want to get them calling us we got to leave them wanting more exactly exactly we can't be so. beating a dead horse we have to do what we just did like we scratched the surface we barely said anything and then we threw out this amorphous we have an advanced tip thing which i'm sure will make something up and give us a call yeah absolutely yeah i love it all right so let's get off here and, uh, if you're going to be on the call i'll talk to you soon yeah, I'll be on. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Great. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do, I guess. <laughs>